Madden Luke's Sci-Fi Sanctuary. The year is 3013. The galaxy is scintillating in the mellow light. Two galactic pilgrims seek out vistas in the samurai future to bring forth the unity of the cosmic shaman. Opening the door of the pantheon of mystics, the evil sorcerer wizard powers the engine of science, seeking to forever alter the sacred balance, traveling on effervescent balls of summer fire. This week, Bram Stoker's Dracula. In the year 1992, we crossed oceans of time to bring you a podcast. And oceans of blood. I am the count. (laughs) How many people are in this continent? Uh, podcast, One, podcast. Luke <laughs> two, two. No, I'm two. Fuck you. You <laughs> <laughs> trying to jump it? Uh, I am My rapidly climbing up the, li- the the ranks of this podcast at three. There, you get to Mark be number Malik, three. Hi. Who does number Hello. three work for? Hello. Thanks for joining us. So yeah, it's it's. Brom Stoker. Okay, how much am I going to do with that in this podcast? Are we going to do more right now? <laughs> are we going to do more fake Dracula voices than we do Schwarzenegger voices in the Schwarzenegger cast? <laughs> Maybe uh, not. Yeah, okay. It's easier to do Dracula, at least. Yeah, yeah. Don't you think? Uh, sure. 1992. Um, a Coppola film. We're getting into the classy directors today. So, you know, no. Although this is such a weird career because he did so much in the seventies and then just kind of like started mostly making wine. Because once you get so, into the nineties, it's this, it's Rainmaker. Has he made anything in the past twenty-five years? He mostly just comes online to slag off Marvel movies now, doesn't he? <laughs> I thought that was uh, the other guy. I think you're right. Yeah. Oh, okay. I didn't even know Coppola was alive. Is he? I think he is. He just makes he a wine. He probably makes a ton of money from the wine. That's why he's not making movies. Uh, 83 <laughs> years old. Nice. Wow. Yeah. So, I mean, that's old enough that you don't have to direct a movie unless you're Clint Eastwood. So, I guess that's yeah. cool. It looks it looks like he just produces things I've never heard of. Yeah, that could be the case. So, it's up to something. But uh, this movie, what did I what did I do? I um I think we saw it opening night. And uh, I did. You know, we this this was the first time I'd seen Gary Oldman, so we were like, "Man, that was weird. That was a weird dude playing Dracula." Uh, there was that. Also, we felt like the movie was going to end at the one forty mark, like in the garden, but then it goes back to Transylvania and everything. So we felt like, "Oh crap!" There's like an extra ending on this movie, which you know, when your butt starts to hurt in the theater, it always that. Point being, we didn't come out loving it. We we were not dead and loving this one the first time we saw it. Um, <laughs> also I saw did, that opening night. Yeah, I I did remember getting this because it was one of the first letterbox DVDs, and that was cool. And also, I was starting to get properly film geek, so I really wanted to see it again for all the uh, in camera effects. Uh, one f- fun thing about this movie is basically all the effects are with 1900 technology, right? There's mm. no nothing digital. There everything's like 
done on set practical which is very cool that's one of the big charms of this movie now for me okay luke what's your what's your voyage with this creepy halloween month movie that we're doing because i didn't say anything about that i think i first watched it with a girlfriend so i don't know like 2000 uh, 2012 or something like that did you drink um, blood after watching it no uh she she was into it for the whole i mean neither of us found it scary which i think was originally why we watched it <laughs> but then she was into it for all the vampire romance because she was into those and then yeah i was just mesmerized by the visuals of it like there's nothing else that looks like this film i mean you could like take all the travel scenes and just put those together with the weird hues and the the silhouette fighting just take all the weird stuff and make a like 10 minute mega mix i I think i would love that i think i watched this right after reading the book i think that was why i watched Oh, okay. That that sounds more legit than my girlfriend was into Twilight. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, that was why she was uh, she agreed to watching it. I think, but yeah. <laughs> I remember, and the really reason I read the book was because I got a Kindle for Christmas. Didn't have any money to buy books, so I just bought a load of um, the sort of out of copyright plastics that you can download for free. Yeah, I think that's what most people did when they they first got a oh Kindle or the app or whatever. So yeah. Uh, um. Mark, what's your voyage with well, Dracula? <clears throat> well, um, I was the child of two introverts, so I didn't get out a whole lot when I was a child. So when I hit about the age of 14 or 15, I was able to basically just kind of have some type of autonomy. So I just saw every R-rated or horror-adjacent movie that came out in the theaters from like maybe 91 through 93 or 94. So it was like, yeah, I'm going to go see this immediately. Um, I think I knew who Gary Oldman was, but I, I, I'm i not sure. Did, this came out before True Romance, right? I think about the same time, I think. But um, yeah, honestly, I don't was remember. In, was he in The Professional? Or am I th- I'm thinking of Jean Reno. I, I don't know. He, yeah, they look pretty similar, and they're kind of from the same uh, era. But. Yeah, I just I saw it opening night, and then uh, my second viewing was this week. Oh yeah, um, not not really one of my favorite vampire movies of the '90s. I was more partial to like Innocent Blood. Speaking of you know French people, Vampire and, uh, in Brooklyn. Vampire in Brooklyn. Yeah, um, because those were like a little bit edgier than this. But this is like a crazy. This is a crazy film. Interesting <laughs> choice. It seems crazier now. <laughs> yes, it is an unhit. It feels too long and too short at the same time. <laughs> um, yeah, it feels kind of like a fever dream, which is you know, it's an it's really interesting. But it also, uh, currently, you know, I'm in my mid forties. This strikes me as like an absolute like midlife crisis film because it is like that. It's like, hey, maybe I can just go back and uh, find my high school girlfriend again, and everything will be cool, and I'll kill whoever gets in my way. And then she just including my high school girlfriend. (laughs) And then you give up and you're just like, yeah, all right, you can kill me, high school girlfriend. You know, it's it really feels a lot like that. And um and it also feels a lot like uh it was trying to give women agency in the in the nineties, but agency now looks different and it sort of seems now like it feels like Winona Ryder is sort of like the 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 lady with the jock boyfriend who 
is talking him down the whole time. <laughs> and that's what Jack Dracula is. But uh, maybe I'm jumping way ahead into the <laughs> what do we think about the film? Well, because that's because my relationship. I, because I'm lazy, I threw the, the plot in your corner. So uh, I, I guess you could dish that out for us and, and you could like say that in like broader relief or something. Well, it is going to be long because there is no way to summarize this. Okay, we'll, we'll let Luke Short. judge if it's long or not. One day in 1462, Vlad the Impaler, a.k.a. Dracul, returns from impaling dudes to find that his wife has died by suicide because she thought he was dead. He takes this very poorly and then renounces God, smashes up the chapel, and stabs a stone cross that ruptures and then dispenses blood, which he drinks to become a vampire. Flash forward to 1897, a solicitor named Jonathan Harker takes over an account for one count dracula of transylvania from his colleague renfield who is busy screaming in dr jack seward's insane asylum harker travels to transylvania to meet with the count who's now a weird old guy for some reason when dracula sees a picture of harker's fiance mina he's convinced that she's a reincarnation of his dead wife elisabetta and he begins preparations to have his brides keep harker prisoner so he can be shipped to london along with transylvanian soil to keep him alive when Dracula goes to London, he transforms into a wolf and seduces Mina's best friend Lucy, and her behavior concerns her former suitors Quincy Morris and Dr. Seward, as well as current fiancé Arthur Holmwood, to summon, summon Dr. Abraham Van Helsing, who immediately suspects a vampire is at work. Meanwhile, Dracula, looking hot again, stalks Mina in broad daylight and successfully begins seducing her. When Jonathan Harker finally escapes Dracula's castle, however, he sends word to Mina and she travels to Romania to marry him immediately. Dracula is not okay with this, so he bites Lucy and turns her into a vampire. Van Helsing, Holmwood, Seward, and Morris are forced to kill and decapitate Lucy the following night. Jonathan leads the other men to destroy the Transylvanian soil while Dracula kills Renfield for warning Mina of his presence. He then visits Mina, who is mad at him about the whole Lucy thing, but also remembers her past life and then is suddenly pretty cool with him turning her into a vampire. But then the hunters burst into the bedroom and Dracula turns into a bunch of rats. Mina learns that Dracula is planning to escape through their psychic connection. Van Helsing manages to keep Mina's vampirism at bay and decapitates Dracula's brides and throws their heads off a cliff. And they ambush Dracula at his coffin with Morris and Dracula both mortally wounded in the fight. Dracula and Mina skulk off to the chapel and he asks her to finish the job, killing him and saving herself.
yeah, that right. pretty much covers it. Got it sound like a Jane Austen novel. Very well. <laughs> I know that was a short version. <laughs> just all the names and romantic intrigue, you know, except for the words like kill and blood. It, well, it, I guess Dracula's not that, you know, old. The, the novel's not too far removed from that sort of thing, is it? I, I feel like no. when I usually do the summaries, I go too straight with it. So I try to at least throw some gay, some fun in it, some gay in it. Yes. Yeah. It's, Pride, it's Pride Month, bitches. So, um, actors, we've already done a, a bit of old men. This, um, yeah, like I said, I didn't see True Romance for a few years after it came. I, that was not a like opening night thing for me. So this was definitely my first, my first time getting old. I and then, I, like I said, we just. I love Gary Oldman in everything, but because he's constantly doing a Dracula accent and he's constantly caked in makeup, you can't say this is his best role. No, it's it's like he when I read an interview with him and he said just I just wanted the chance to work with Coppola. That was pretty much why he did it. He had no real like passion for the actual role itself. Mm. But you know, you could argue that a lot of this is just Gary Oldman and um, Anthony Hopkins just fighting to steal the entire film. Yeah. Oh well, Anthony Hopkins shows up late to do that, doesn't he? He doesn't. Even... Van Helding doesn't show till like halfway through the film. No, but he does narrate the opening and play a monk in the opening. So, oh, okay. Actually, I didn't catch him as a monk. I did it until anyway. last night watching the film. Ah, okay. Yeah, so but he's, he's immediately always... he's immediately screaming at everyone and trying to kiss every woman, and it's just kind of insane. <laughs> he's just like a whirlwind. Yeah, well, as soon as he shows up, he's all oh, you can keep your eyes on. Mm-hmm. But uh, yeah, this this must be prime Hopkins. This is the year after Silence, right? Mm. I, I I posed as a question, but that's a couple correct. years it was after. A year after oh, Silence really? I thought yeah. it was like eight. Late. Okay. You're thinking of Manhunter. I'm wrong. Okay. Yes, probably. So I mean, he he's you know this is when you're like when you first get to start being like uh, you know Oscar winner Anthony Hopkins or something. So uh, um, my. It is 91, yeah. Okay. Don't doubt my idiot savant movie knowledge. The book <laughs> was 1988. So I want to get this out of the way before I forget. Um, Luke, how would you pronounce the capital of Hungary? How would you pronounce Budapest? Budapest? Why? Because uh, Keanu Reeves says Budapest. Oh, Budapest. Oh. And it was... Oh, maybe I've, I've never. Been, maybe I've been Americaning too long. Maybe I would have said Budapest. <laughs> maybe. maybe. I was just curious. I mean, I'm not. I'm not ruling that out that that's an actual pronunciation, but I've just never heard that pronunciation before. Oh, that is a thing that we do that Americans don't. Is like put that little like news. Um, others I've forgotten, but yeah, screwed. <laughs> it's something it's I've be- had to teach myself not to do anymore. <laughs> It's because the city is so beautiful, like he nicknamed it Budapest himself. That's why. Um, I, I poor old just... Keanu Reeves trying so hard to do his British accent, <laughs> he forgets to do any other acting in this film. <laughs> well, it's got a bit of interesting. Ewan McGregor episode one vibes about him. <laughs> Except, you know, Ewan McGregor had the excuse of green screen, where Keanu Reeves here definitely does not. No. <laughs> To me, it was like Ewan McGregor was trying to do a, an Alec Guinness in the first film, and then he just f- 
threw it out the window and then wasn't anymore, which maybe you should have always done. I don't know. Well, we've we've already discussed my feelings on episode one on this podcast. So, <laughs> favorite Star Wars movie, right? That's right. No, no, no. Episode two, which I, I I've actually only seen that once, maybe twice. Maybe I like half saw it another time. That's like by far the one I've seen the least. Um, I, I've seen I've seen it less than I've seen Bram Stoker's Dracula now. Yeah, me too. I've I mean I've seen. Episode two twice and episode one and three each once. Wow. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. I've seen three a few times, but um, this is I get this is a real weird spot for Keanu because he really is just Bill at this point. I mean, we haven't Ted. even gotten like uh, yeah, he's dead. Point blank was that? Oh yeah, Ted. Thank you. Oh, well, Bill's name comes first. So I thought <laughs> Bill first. Um, <laughs> I think he was cast um, as Bill initially, yeah. and then they accidentally read each other's scripts. That makes sense. <laughs> I'm sure you made that up, but I could totally be true. No, I, I actually didn't. <laughs> I wish I was that funny. I had a great one of those yesterday. Um, someone made some comment about removing a spleen. And I, I just said, like, well, you know, the spleen is the only organ that can survive outside the body for a week. And they all <laughs> believe me, point blank. <laughs> and I'm like, wow, why? And I was like, it's not true. I just made that up. <laughs> But yeah, I managed to convince like five people. Nice. Are you sure it's not true? <laughs> I'm pretty sure, but I don't know what the fuck a spleen is or does. <laughs> I think it makes you angry. I.e. Dracula vents a lot of spleen in this movie. I see. Well, his spleen something... can survive outside his body, I'm sure. Yeah, well, his spleen's also dead, isn't it? So that like kind of like throws out the whole argument. Mm. <laughs> Where were we? Okay, he was Ted. Anyway, yeah, this was... Because because I guess this was Keanu's first attempt to like get Do out a serious of the box. Yeah, Point Break I guess is about the same time. That would be a similar one of him doing that. Um, a few years later he did it, maybe a Midsummer's Night's Dream or something, and and then you know he spent the nineties like trying to be like a legit actor until he was just like screw it, The Matrix. I but just like, kind of <laughs> Point Break and Speed are both. Dece, but he also does basically just get to play Ted in those. True. Yeah. Yeah. I, and action I, movies are just different. This is not, this is such a distant. And I'm not saying that those movies are lesser or anything like that, but this is just, I, I made a note that I was like, I don't think that Keanu Reeves and Winona Ryder would get cast in this if it was made now. Like, but if, people bring up old. Keanu Reeves and Winona Ryder a lot, but. Obviously, I really noticed Keanu's attempt at an accent and everything. <laughs> but Winona Ryder, so many films have an American actress doing exactly that accent. I don't even notice it anymore. She sounds exactly the same as Keira Knightley in Pirates of the Caribbean. So I, I thought she was kind of better than Keanu Reeves. Yeah, exactly. That's what I mean. Which I don't think she is anywhere near as bad, but a lot of like articles and stuff lump them in as the same thing. But I also read something that I didn't know, which is that apparently she brought this script to Coppola. Yeah, I was saw like, that. hey, I want to do this. So maybe she just had way more of a personal like stake in this, which yeah, yeah, yeah. Sense. Well, she, she got to be like in this epic romance with this immortal vampire, whereas Keanu Reeves just had to play like a time cuck. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's about right. Is is. Winona, like a Nick Cage cousin or something? No, she was like involved a... in Godfather 3 and walked I think, I away. Think she, yeah, she backed out. 
And then Sofia Coppola had to replace her, and then Sofia Coppola got like panned horribly at the time. I don't know if I've never seen Godfather Three really, so mm. I haven't either. I have the Blu-ray. I also and haven't I actually. Got around to it. <laughs> Not many people gonna, have. Let's they watch it for Halloween next time okay. we do a cheat month. Let's do Godfather Part Three <laughs> <laughs> with vague memories of one and two. I mean, I watched them fairly recently, so yeah. Okay, it's been a while for me, uh, but I, I know they recently did like a newer cut of that i don't know if mm. it improved anything i but... think but i heard was good matty has sat through the all three films as one film cut so <laughs> oh god is that edited or is it just nine hours long? Uh, it's edited a bit but it's pretty damn long <laughs> is that the is that the one where they do it put it in chronological order i think so yeah, yeah I, I remember I... the first movie i rent i checked out from the library was the godfather part one and it was like two videotapes it was a big giant box oh yeah yeah i had the i had the thick videotapes i yeah i think all three of them had it i'm not, I'm not sure about three two definitely did because i think it's longer um this one was on one videotape so that was cool yeah a letterbox videotape is dracula in your apartment luke well i thought i heard a doorbell but i don't have that kind of doorbell so i think i've just lost my mind okay is there like a is there like a green mist floating into your apartment no that's just wario he always does that <laughs> okay <laughs> um, what if, okay what if they just made this movie but with wario instead of dracula and it was a follow-up to the super mario brothers movie they're making right now masterpiece Best absolutely film ever made. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> that'd be incredible is 83 year old Coppola directing it i've crossed oceans of time to be with you <laughs> Um, yeah, you know, there are Renfield as Waluigi. <laughs> there are tons of people in this movie, of course. Um, Carrie Eels is is of course always fun. As um, I mean, we're talking Cuck. I guess he he doesn't oh. have any like <laughs> relationships going on in this movie, but he just is one anyway. <laughs> oh no, he is. He's, he's, he's um, Beyonce. I love Jay. that almost everything he does in the movie is just burst into rooms and start screaming at people. <laughs> Ah, what have you done ah, you know it's that's great. that's living the dream you know especially as an actor because what what is acting if it's not just screaming at people <laughs> yeah there's some uh shatner-esque stuff obviously intentionally put in by coppola in here and i i really appreciated it yeah uh, I, I find i guess because i don't know all of these 90s minor actors the whole posse around lucy entirely forgettable <laughs> Yeah, well, they kind of were all the same character. It's one yeah. of those, except for Van Helsing, who probably would oh, have been just the same character, except for he just Anthony Hopkins was just yelling a lot and running around and decapitating yeah, people. In the book, or their character is just one is a doctor, one is a fiance, one is an American, and the film doesn't really give them any more than that. I would go with the the most spot on casting in this film is is Renfield. Which is just absolutely, you know, Tom Waits. You can't, that's, I'd, dude, that's a match made in hell, you know? I'd forgotten about that. <laughs> He's great, but something about the performance, the visual effects style, the camera quality, he really felt like he was in Batman Forever to me. <laughs> well, this, this is not. He's a lot of Dutch a, angles in the scenes. Yeah. Luke, I'm not sure how well you know him, but he's not an actor. He's a singer who sings like the Cookie Monster. 
Okay. <laughs> with, with like yeah, he's like one like of those bone percussion. Yeah, pots like banging on pots and pans, and he goes, <laughs> and that's all of his songs. Pretty much. He's got a dedicated fan base. I'll send you some some of the more whack Tom Waits. Actually, he's fun because he was like kind of a singer songwriter in the seventies. Played a piano, then he just went nuts and started making like, you know, music for, for like, those Betty Boob cartoons or something. You know. Well, we'll wait for the day that happens to you. <laughs> but I start making Betty Boob car- music. Yeah, I think I but, probably you know, have. The Tom Waits just boopening. <laughs> I hate to leave all correct correction over here, but Tom Waits did have a lead role in a Jim Jarmusch movie like ten years before this. He did, yeah, yeah, yeah. He did, but he still wasn't. It's but it's like how Bob Dylan had the starring role in Master Anonymous, right? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. He does like spend a lot of that film just playing harmonica and singing songs. So. Thunder on space in the place. They're the star, but they're not necessarily <laughs> acting. <laughs> that was straight up him getting exploited by a college student, even though it's great, but you know. Well, they still got the orchestra go still got like twenty minutes to jam in that movie. So Yeah, no, I it is a masterpiece and a wonderful film, but it's one definitely... of the all time best destructions of Earth. <laughs> For sure. I mean, yeah, that's that's right up there with Avengers Endgame. I think they destroyed the earth and that I can't remember. But yes. Great just film, one... but also just one more little acting note that mm-hmm. one of Dracula's brides is an early role from Monica Bellucci, which oh, yes. I know she's in a lot of mm. stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Matrix trilogy. So, yeah, yeah. I mean, For one. tons of James Bond. Yeah. The man who sold his skin. That sounds intense. Yeah. The, 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 yeah. Whoa. Oh, oh yeah, now that I mention it, as well. she's oddly typecast as women who sexually assault Keanu Reeves. <laughs> <laughs> is Dracula the first Merovingian? I guess so. Are we just in a, we just in a matrix here? Uh, I, I wonder how that would, was on set of that matrix when he's like, didn't we already do this? <laughs> <laughs> she's probably like, we meet again. And then just like looked at him and then he was like, 20 uh, minutes. Whoa. Uh. <laughs> oh, I, I did. I meet you in Budapest. Did I miss a minor woe in this? I feel like there must be no, one somewhere. No, there is no, no woes. You, you can't woe in that accent. There's no way. There's an. I say <laughs> that's oh, yeah. woes in this film. <laughs> he could have said W O E, but I don't think he even did that. Whoa, woe is me. <laughs> woe is me. Okay, it it doesn't it doesn't really work then. No. <laughs> There are. This this is a bit of a decent monster movie with the many forms of Dracula. I mean, he oh, goes yeah. werewolf for a while. He goes. He goes. That's why I why I brought it to the table right now. <laughs> okay. It, oh, okay. Please extrapolate. I guess. Well, they, well, the reason I bring this film up as 
at this point in time is over on sister podcast monster mash we're about to do the dracula based monster um and yeah this i mean this is not the best adaptation of dracula i don't think i think i you know if you want spooks the christopher lee one or even the Bella lugosi one's probably better but for just seeing dracula transform into wolves and goblins and beasties and mist this one's pretty up there and again because it's all costumes and practical effects it looks great maybe i should I mean, sit in the conversation what is the, what what for you what is the best dracula film there doesn't seem to be like a real definitive one um I I I'm Dracula two thousand take the hipster. <laughs> yeah, I was waiting for that. Uh, <laughs> I was going to take a slightly hipster choice and go for a uh, Spanish Dracula. Um, Luke, well, well, it's still Lugosi, but in Spanish, right? No, it's not Lugosi at all. They would use the sets and uh, at night. Oh yeah, that's so they it. Yeah, night yeah. And the, the Mexican crew would come in. And the the I think they were actually all Mexican. I, I don't think it was Spanish, but uh, yeah, they come in and they had different actors, and apparently they just made it better. <laughs> Well, they did. I've seen it. Oh, I remember. I remember there was some weird twist where it's basically the same film, and yeah, it's that it's the same sets and everything. Yeah, other than Lugosi is a fantastic Dracula. The 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 Spanish language version is actually probably better in every other regard. So yeah. Also, I think the the English version one has the weird thing of like not having a score at all, which makes a '30s movie like that much drier. <laughs> You know, no country for old men, you can like get away with it, right? But 1930 Dracula is a bit of well, a, a reach. <laughs> that was a choice, I think. But I'd, when I saw No Country for Old Men, I'm like, oh my God, now everyone's going to be making movies with no soundtrack and then no one ever did it again. Um, my, favorite version of Dracula, my favorite version of Dracula is just Castlevania Symphony of the Night. Oh, you're beating me to it because, <laughs> right, I yeah, was going to do a whole point of asking, so Matt, what is the surname of Dracula's nemesis. Simon? Because basically I was waiting for you both to say Van Helsing. Van Helsing, right? And then I could be like, no, it's Belmont. The Belmont family of Dracula's nemesis. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, yeah, me saying Simon was a little bit lame, I guess. Yeah. But I I also... I'm sorry, I found out... I found this out reading about a game that I didn't play very much. But Dracula in Castlevania universe's actual name is Matthias Conkvist. Yeah. Conkvist? <laughs> I'm like, I read this just randomly the other day. I was like, what? What is going on? He's a whole other guy. My favorite is that he's got his son, Alucard. Yeah, <laughs> She's just Dracula backwards. Yeah. <laughs> that's like Japanese love. Like, I think that was already a thing before Castlevania, mm. but Japanese love, like, just spelling things backwards. Whoa. Yeah. Should have but... named my kid Wetham. Actually, <laughs> actually, that is what that is. <laughs> that that is my um my wife's name. It's just her aunt's <laughs> kanji's flipped. <laughs> <laughs> All right. But, yeah, I I love um. But at this point, I think to me. The canonical Dracula is the one from Castlevania. <laughs> yeah, that's the one I've spent the most time with. Yeah, I've right. Spent, like even me, seven, yeah. three hundred, four hundred hours with that Dracula, probably. Yeah. I almost bought Mobile Symphony of the Night last week, but then the reviews were like it, the controls eat shit, so I didn't. Any game is meant to have buttons. I do not want to play on phone. Well, also, it's like uh, if I really want to play Castlevania, I'll ask for my DS back. <laughs> yeah, I right. think you have, have like you, three. Have of you them played Bloodstained? Have you played I haven't yet. No, it's good. I 
I think early on it might have been kind of broken, but I played it. That's on why PC I haven't got around to playing it. Yeah, on PC it was awesome. I had I played I ninety nine point eight percented it. I went all into the corners of the map to unlock every part of the map. I, was, <laughs> yeah, I had a great time with it. Uh, I went um I went two handed sword. You do a bunch of different builds. You do like kung fu and stuff like that. Uh, most recently, I've been playing the old Castlevania two. Which has almost put me off oh Castlevania for a while. Oh my god! <laughs> do, do you know what's funny is that I beat that when I was a kid, like for a rental period, and Whoa. my whole life I was like, "Get!" But this is the thing: I had a Nintendo Power subscription, and there was just a poster in that that just showed you what to do. Yeah, and I had forgotten that I just basically cheated. Well, that's not cheating. That's how those games are designed to be played. Like, yeah, I remember doing yeah. the same thing with Castlevania too. Like they yeah. make the game super obscure, so you have to buy the Nintendo Power essentially. I mean, yeah, I th- kneeling I think, next to a wall. Um, I guess for for um, people my age and Mark's age, the the main trauma is Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles water level. Yeah, um, yeah that's, that's so one of those where I think we just most of us just quit when that happened. <laughs> that's <laughs> my just, point. That's well, why it was so I'm... traumatic because you're having such a good time with the turtle game, and the, you just yeah. I I kind of knew I kind of knew it was bad before I bought it, and I think I paid like ten or twelve dollars for it, and I was just like, "Well, I'm just gonna eat this loss." What if they just bumped their shells onto the electric things? Shouldn't that be enough to insulate them? They could like ride through the level I mean, on their shells. I I would like for you to go back in time and tell this to the developers. <laughs> yeah, and they would them. say. Look, dude, we've only got four levels. We can't make it easy, or the kids are going to finish the game. <laughs> we have two weeks to ship this game. It's almost—it's barely done at all. Get out uh, of it, dumbass time traveler. I'm a Japanese getting... salary man. I find this whole idea of a ninja turtle very offensive. I don't care. <laughs> yeah, it's a bad omen here, actually. Uh, but getting back to Dracula, this version of Dracula. Uh, specifically, I know that usually I, I'm a fan of uh, like a tight story and a mm. like defined rules. I love a movie that is full of ass pulls for powers, and this is what this is. It's like Dracula can be a wolf. He can have a magic shadow. He can do. He could control wolves. <laughs> you know, I, I love that. Like it's just someone who's just like, no, let's just have him do whatever. Have him do whatever suits the plot. This so is a lot like, like uh, Eric Cartman of uh, of you know Dracula, uh, where he gets all the powers. He it's has like, got a lot ever... of powers, but nonetheless, I would still kick his ass in two minutes flat in Castlevania. <laughs> <laughs> have, have you have either of you seen Night Watch or Day Watch? Oh, that's is that oh, the sort of Russian Russian yeah. movie? Yes, I've seen them on the shelf of the local game store like every day for a year, but I never bought them. <laughs> That's the entire premise behind those films is that there's a bunch of like vampires or whatever, and they can just do anything. There's one scene where two of them are having an argument sitting on an airplane that's taking off. And one of them's like, I'm not letting this plane take off. It just goes. And then the other one's like, yes, you are. I mean, yes, it is. And then it just keeps like almost taking off and then not taking (laughs) off because they're controlling it somehow. Uh, There's, uh, some of them turn into animals, and the argument for some in reason. Russian. 
Yes, it's oh, entirely right. in Russian. But that's oh, what right. um, Star Wars Episode Nine reminded me the most of was Nightwatch because that film is also <laughs> just completely full of asshole I don't force powers. There's only isn't there only eight Star Wars movies? Yeah, Mark must be counting Rogue One or something because okay. they only made eight. Yeah. You're right. They only made they only made Episode Two, Three, Four, Five. Wait, if you're uh, out one, I don't even know what joke I was trying to make. Uh, <laughs> They made a holiday special. I'll give they them just that. made episode four eight times. <laughs> that that's too much truth there, man. No, not really. <laughs> they did. They did make episode four three times at least. It's also uh, called. It's called Star Wars. It's not called A New Hope. It's called Star Wars. Okay, I agree. There sure, you go. Why not? And this one we talk about Star Wars no so much Stokers. more on episodes where we're not talking about Star Wars. <laughs> <laughs> that's like that's the. That's why we Isn't haven't bothered that... doing a Star Wars episode in like 87 years. Oh, except for the one where he did you Star Wars. You just did one like <laughs> a week ago. I said except for the one where I did Star Wars. <laughs> we okay. Did Star Wars, yeah. So, have you uh, done Spaceballs yet? That's that's. No, that's... we had this plan to do a Star Wars month where we were going to do Spaceballs, um, Star Crash, Hidden Fortress, um, Howard the Duck, and Knives Out, and that would be our nice. Star Wars month. <laughs> I, th- I thought that was supposed to be a, a, a trade secret. Oh, well, well, no, now we've teased there. it so that if anyone actually cares, they'll get us to do it at some point. Okay, that's cool. <laughs> I would uh, like that. Now, I, I will say that this has much better design than Castlevania with the silhouettes and the and the, all the... You can't have, like, weird floating misty colored smoke in Castlevania, you know, not the DS technology. Actually, or, I... Mist could massive pass. umbridge with this map. Okay. Mist looks mist ace. could pass. <laughs> mist could pass. There's lots of mist. You turn into mist. The mist yeah. is canon. But it's not like the mist in here. I mean, it's not like, you know, amorphic flowing mist. It's a- okay, I mean, this maybe film the does have extraordinary design. I'm not going to argue with that. <laughs> I know. Don't go, don't go insulting to- Castlevania to make a little point. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, seriously, I mean, criticize the mist in Dracula 2000. <laughs> I mean, I'm, I'm I'm sure I would enjoy playing any Castlevania, including Simon's Quest, more than I would um, whatever game came out with this movie. If I'm sure there was one. Oh, I think there was one. I think there was one. I think I've seen videos about it. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that has I th- to be It might even have been like mess. a shitty CDI thing. <laughs> Oh, like a PC thing? No, no. This, oh, uh, wow. Did you? What did uh, you oh, no, Mega yeah, Drive. no, it was on every machine. Yeah, it was a wide release. Okay. Um, and it, yeah, it basically just looks like a you... shitty version of Castlevania. <laughs> oh, it's got those Mortal Kombat digitized graphics. So you're playing like a, a GIF of Keanu Reeves. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Yeah, this looks like interesting. This looks kind of like garbage but interesting i'm pretty garbage. sure there's an angry video game nerfed episode on it if anyone wants to okay get a taste because i think that's why i knew it existed okay anyway that was where my uh, my my controversial take came from because uh, i'm just saying for this i th- this is i think this is the best looking dracula movie <laughs> yeah that that's like i said that's what i love about this film is it just looks amazing lots of jade but that's pretty much all it's green. got lots of reds and you know interesting costumes and everything like when i saw this i guess i was 12 or something 12 years old and and vlad's armor just confused me i found his armor confusing 
because it's all like red and stuff. Mm. Just yeah, it's like blood. It is like yeah, it looks like like muscle or veins or something. Yeah, that I think that threw me off when I first saw this because I, you know, I was twelve. I was coming and expecting to see like you know Christopher Lee Dracula, and then we get the old dude. Mm. And, oh yeah, the I, I feel like I good one on, on this. <laughs> I feel like I knew what I was in for. This does, it feels like sort of a product of its time where this, I know this came out before the Island of Dr. Moreau, but it's like, I hate to like raise that specter, but it feels kind of like a similar weirdly like bloated thing. <laughs> but it, it's um, a case I, of very I, deliberately not being like previous Draculas. Mm-hmm. And like and, uh, by going so far to avoid them, it just ends up being some weird territory at times. <laughs> Yeah, for sure. It's like I, the 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 parody of it the Simpsons did is almost like burned into my head so much there was hard like like chasing that out to watch the film like it was uh like it was new, but well, in also... the 90s there was like the Simpsons did the parody. You already mentioned like Dead and Loving It. Mm-hmm. But I feel like that lasted for 5-10 years and now every time you see Dracula it's back to the previous Draculas. Yeah. Like this image of it didn't like replace the old Dracula apart from for that brief period. I think it's like now we have to, I was like, now we have to have vampire movies that are so different that it's like, it's like they can't even do Dracula anymore. But like, I don't know, you probably, you're going to see a blade movie before you see another Dracula movie. If there was that BBC Dracula a couple of years ago, I haven't seen it yet. Um, because it was done by Moffat, like the Sherlock team. Oh, okay. And apparently, right. usually he does two great seasons, then a terrible season. Uh, this film, this show condensed it down to one season where it's two great episodes and a terrible episode, is yeah. what I've heard. So interesting. Chris Turley did those two death metal albums just before dying. I mean, that's good. I mean, that's, that's a complete non sequitur, but yes. I just feel <laughs> like mortal. <laughs> I just feel like that's um, like kind of but, like what we'd get from a real life Dracula. Matt just know? did the but, thing that Matt does constantly <laughs> in life and work, where he stopped listening to our conversation, had his own conversation in his head, <laughs> and then expected us to be following that one. <laughs> well, as, allow me to do the same. Um, it's like you can make vampire movies without putting Dracula in them pretty easily. In fact, I mean, the worst Blade, the objectively worst Blade movie is when they decided to put Dracula in it. Yeah. Um, even though I think that had a lot more going against it than just the fact that Dracula was in it. But, you know. Well, I mean, Wesley Snipes was barely in it. He, I don't think he remembers making that film. <laughs> <laughs> I think, I, have you read Patton Oswalt's like, whole thing about that film? I haven't read Patton Oswalt, but I've seen... Um... Ryan Reynolds talking about it and how he, like, just, he could just say whatever he wanted because he knew Wesley Snipes was not going to react. <laughs> yeah, Wesley Snipes just put notes everywhere that said that there were like passive aggressive post-it notes about things and they were always signed Blade. Like <laughs> you're supposed to refer to him as Blade. And there's something about someone eating a sandwich or something, but then also he punched the director in the face <laughs> at some point and then it was something like they had to be separate. Uh, it sounded like does. an absolute nightmare and and also and i remember this in real time was that starting with the first movie he would do a lot of interviews just like blade's gonna have a sex scene that's right blade's gonna get laid i saw him say that exact thing blade will get laid several different times and apparently he was very upset that there was no sex scene in Blade. <laughs> it is a catchy phrase so uh, that was part of why he was just 
completely enraged because he wanted that to be the tagline for the movie that's why (laughs) (laughs) it makes me wonder like was he a virgin what was up you know like that's so he didn't he didn't know that when you do sex scenes in films you don't actually fuck (laughs) it was like this is my ticket (laughs) maybe someone explained that to him in a meeting that you want brown bunny or something like that as that there's been a few (laughs) (laughs) but yeah, but it, I imagine someone explaining it to him in a boardroom, and then he's just like, "I'll be in my trailer." <laughs> he's just never talking to anyone like, ever again. Blade's gonna but, be jerking it. Uh, yeah, I could. I have to say, as a non-virgin, I cannot imagine being like upset about not getting a sex scene in a movie where I'm paid like eight million dollars to be in it. I cannot but, imagine that. He'd probably work up a six-pack. <laughs> Hard to get a six-pack. Yeah. Uh-huh. That's why people I've, are impressed by them. I've got a six pack. It's just under all this. <laughs> I mean, I've got a six pack in my refrigerator. Wee. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Yeah. Uh, I've got like a twenty-four pack of Dr. Peppers. That's what I'm drinking right now. <laughs> I got a Hell twenty-four yeah. pack, son. <laughs> I um, have a one pack. I've gotten it by drinking twenty-four Dr. Peppers. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, this is a good brag. I got a one pack. Okay. Question: Dr. Pepper yeah. or Dr. Van Helsing? Dr. Pepper. Pepper. Can you imagine? Can you imagine like, just a movie where it's just Dr. Pepper versus Dracula? I don't even know what That's... that means. <laughs> <laughs> the Pope accidentally blesses a crate of Dr. Peppers. Uh, Francis Ford they Coppola get, needs to come out of They get delivered to Transylvania and all the vampires are taking these Dr. Peppers and exploding. <laughs> That's the film I want to see. <laughs> What does Dr. Yeah. Pepper look like? I'm thinking like an Orville Redbox. No, 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 there's there's no there's no human Dr. Pepper. It's just a crate of Dr. Pepper's defeats the vampires. Oh, okay. I, I I want a human Dr. Pepper too. I, I want both. <laughs> like he comes back for his sodas, you know? He's like, those are my sodas. They have my name on them. Or every vampire Jordan. that drinks it turns into Dr. Pepper and then fights the other vampires. You could have a burly man fight. Yeah, sure. With a bunch of like guys that look like Orville Redenbacher. And then eventually we'll get to the sequel where it's Dr. Pepper versus Colonel Sanders. <laughs> the the fast food universe. Uh, so, yep. so Colonel Dr. Sanders would still be cannot... better than the dark universe. <laughs> yeah, probably. I didn't see the one movie that was the dark. Un- Wait, did they do more than one? The Mummy was, was the, the mummy? only one, and then Invisible yeah. Man got reworked into a completely different film that was far better than it would have been if it had been yeah. that shit. There that was like, awesome. I just saw the poster for the the upcoming Nosferatu. Anyone? See oh that? yeah, they replaced uh, Willem Dafoe was going to play Nosferatu, but now it's going to be Stellan Sarsgaard or wait, Peter Sarsgaard. I think it's the Sarsgaard that was the Northman. Northman Sarsgaard. That's his name, yeah. <laughs> yeah, they're all but the same dude. <laughs> I love Robert Eggers. I can't wait. I'll I'll watch anything he makes. That was just the first time I seen a poster for a while. I was like, that was that you know grabbing you. I guess. Mm. I guess because it's such a twenties image. Because you know, pre Lugosi, yeah. I guess Dracula is nastier, right? Lugosi makes him somewhat mm. suave. Christopher Lee makes him very mm-hmm. suave, and uh, yeah. Gary Oldman Oldman somehow does all three at once. Yeah, he crosses vast oceans to make you wet. (laughs) I mean, he's he's said a couple of times in interviews, he's like, I just did the movie so I could say that line. I'm like, all right. Okay, yeah, props to that. Sure, why not? 
He just wanted to practice it so he could say it in bars. <laughs> Apparently, he said a bunch of really disturbing things to people on the set of the film, and they were like mad at him for ten years. Well, apparently, like, like, apparently, also he was told to do that by Coppola, so you can't yeah. put it all on him. <laughs> nope. Uh, well, I, from what I understand with Gary Oldman, he's not a good person to ask. So, what do you think? Yeah, <laughs> I th- he seems just one of those people who you can't talk to until after the movie's done because he'll just be dracula the whole time like i don't know if that's yeah i, I don't think he's like a full-on method guy he's just takes it very very seriously and also just seems to have some pretty bad opinions outside of his films but that's Eesh. cool he's good in films i don't yeah i don't know anything about that but maybe i'll just not I, I, like i've heard like very vague things and then decided not to read anymore because i like gary oldman in films so i don't want to know that he's a cunt yeah this yeah, is I think the that... last thing I saw him in was uh, what that Planet of the Apes movie where he was pretty much the best thing. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. he's good enough. Like the, the 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 whole like thing where he's holding the detonator and kind of grinning or smiling like desperately was just amazing. I don't know. Well, it's... we've started our apathon, so we'll get there eventually. Now, are you doing the first five and then yeah, the yeah, new yeah. ones? Okay. And we did the. Have you already done the Tim Burton one? Yeah, that's yeah, a we did long that. time ago. So we could I never just... really watched that one. I've got it on Blu-ray now. So <laughs> <laughs> I saw, I saw like a bit of it, and I was like, "Man, these apes look amazing!" And then I just didn't finish. That was pretty it. much our conclusion: was this <laughs> film like... look looks great, but is terrible. <laughs> yeah, because yeah, I'm always a little bit fascinated by just like uh, hit, I guess hit ratio of series. Mm. Where I think Planet of the Apes just has a better one than your average. It's yeah, it's pretty high. Series. I I perfectly happy to watch any of them except the Burton one. And again, that one even the Burton nice, one I watch it with the sound it. off. <laughs> yeah, I take that over like the worst Texas Chainsaw Massacre movie, which until kind of recently that was a really solid series, and they started kind of cranking out garbage. But well, have you <laughs> listened to our Predator episode yet, Mark? Yes, I have. Because, yeah, I, I made a bit of a hot take about hit ratios in that one. Oh, actually, yes. I had something that I was straight up going to message you, but now I'm going to put it in this podcast. Go on. I truly believe, here's the ultimate detour non sequitur. It has nothing to do with the movie we were talking about. That if um, James Cameron had directed Predator 2 instead of Aliens, then Alien would have had a better hit ratio because whatever James Cameron does a sequel in his like prime he completely salted the earth and destroyed the any future <laughs> hope for anything because there and, and that even extends to arnold schwarzenegger's career because nothing after true lies was anything like anywhere near as good as that i think he just makes these perfect epic movies that you cannot yeah. follow yeah you can't follow terminator 2 you can't follow aliens and even avatar might have killed john carter for all i know i mean you might not be able to do that anymore Yep. We'll see how how Avatar Two: The Wetning goes. <laughs> I don't. I don't think that's actually the name of it. Avatar but, uh, Two: The Shape of Water. <laughs> I, <laughs> I was I was going to throw out the idea like, it, how does Dracula? Because Dracula looks great. Planet of the Apes. Burton looks great. Neither of them are fantastic movies. I think this one's a lot better though. I, I do have some notable. This isn't a bad movie at all. Maybe that's maybe it's just like you get all these amazing images, you know, lots of cool filmmaking well, techniques, but then everything else is real pedestrian. 
and we get the nineties was just this height of great stuff on camera before they stopped putting things on camera. So you get these movies that do look incredible. Like I think For when sure, I bought this like... on a VHF, it was kind of like, oh, this is the last like big. Maybe this is the last big budget analog movie. Mm. Uh, well, I mean, Independence Day came out like four years after this. So, I mean, that was mostly That's still not... mostly practical, yeah. yeah. Yeah, okay. So, it's like, it was it was on, like, CGI was on the table at this point, but I don't think it flipped to, like, we have to do at least something in CGI until, like, 98, 99. And I mean, even I, that, I guess, like... I, I guess the charm of this is that it goes even more retro. Like, you know, when you see mm -hmm. the tray in the background, there's a book. They had to, like, actually set that shot up. They didn't, like, composite anything. So, that's pretty... Like and then there's a fade. Yeah, I'm like, oh, I guess they just had to. And yeah, and when you think about like, oh, there's a fade in the background, but the book's still there, which I guess means they had to like just put in exactly the same space and film something else. I, I don't know. That, that's mm -hmm. impressive stuff. So film, you know, maybe Coppola was so involved in the nuts and bolts, he you know forgot to like direct the actors and get the script under control and stuff. Well, based on this and like Godfather Part Three, he he seems to have that Michael Bay thing of he just hires good actors. He doesn't have to direct. And if an actor can't do that, then he's not giving him anything. Cause what does he do after this? He does Jack, doesn't he? Which is like a pretty large steaming turd. Um, <laughs> and, yeah. and then he does the rainmaker, a Grisham novel. It's like, you know, which actually is pretty good. That, that movie's, that movie's good, but uh, it is like just a weird run of movies, Dracula, Jack and the rainmaker. It sounds like three three weird things walk into a bar. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So that's, <laughs> that's Coppola's later career, apparently. <laughs> and does a lot of producing, which I guess that sort of looks like that sort of tapered off in like 10 years ago. I think that means he has money and is willing to put it in places, but please don't bother me anymore. Mm. <laughs> yeah, I'm maybe. making wine and drinking it. <laughs> I looked at his Wikipedia. Apparently, he's still working on Megalopolis, but let's see if it ever comes out. Hmm. Which is a film that he had ready to go, and then 9-11 happened and got it cancelled. Wow. It's, it's about New York getting destroyed. Oh, okay. oh <laughs> I've never heard of this. Wow, looks like they've got an interesting cast mm. lined up. Of actors from 20 years ago? Did they, they didn't film John Voight. No, no, it just had a script. Okay. Somehow, John Voight is still hireable for some reason uh wow john Voight wow. and, and anthony hopkins in this i can't believe this film's like 30 years old because he's exactly the same as he is in thor and transformers i feel like I, he's a little bit more like he's uh, more muscular but mm. not different yeah not very different if um have you ever seen a film called magic just it was magic like, no. it's just called magic it was I randomly saw it on Shudder. It was like the earliest Anthony Hopkins movie I've ever seen. It was like 1975. Wow. And it's like he's a ventriloquist who's dummy, kills people. I mean, watch it for October. It's really fun. Um, he still looked like an old person then. Right. So it's like he he's just has that. Old yeah, guy. I cannot yeah. picture a young Anthony Hopkins. I, I yeah. just did a podcast yesterday, which was uh, we talked about Hook some. We were doing Peter Pan and Hook. And, um, and it's funny, Maggie Smith is in there as the aged Wendy. And I was like, why does she look exactly the same age as she does now? But it turned out they actually did like add aging makeup to her in 1991. But it 
looks exactly like she does. Oh, now. they just so nailed it. Like, yeah. <laughs> I was like get my mind broken. Like, but but she looks like this. Has she just been a really old lady for 30 years? <laughs> so yeah. <laughs> it's it's hard to do uh it's hard to do old person makeup. I mean, the the film X, which I saw earlier this year, um, it was okay. pretty good, except the old people looked super fake. Well, props to the hook <laughs> team for Maggie Smith. Uh old Dracula yeah. looking a little weird here. <laughs> I mean, I it was a choice. It's a choice. Did it take the Simpsons to make that look actually become iconic? I think the movie itself didn't do it, but once you got Mr. Burns I mean, in it, it kind of like seals yeah, the deal. You might be right. <laughs> he just looked like Mr. Burns in the movie. I mean, <laughs> not that far of a stretch. I don't, like I, I don't wonder whose choice that was. I bet someone just brought it to Francis Ford Coppola and he was just oh, like, he, he, cool. I was, I was reading some of the behind the scenes stuff and he was just getting all these eyes and saying, Bring me the weirdest shit you can think of. Make it weird. Make it look different. So that's yeah, that's just right. what happened. The I mean, I was kind of fifth elementing it. Yeah, a little bit. I, well, fifth probably... element, they got in like um, Goitier to do like yeah the fashion of the future. That's true. That actually <laughs> that actually looks like less weird than this does. <laughs> Except maybe if I like... had the bod, I would totally dress like everyone in the fifth element. <laughs> Same. I just want to go around like an open vest and a tie over my naked chest. That's the look. <laughs> I I do really like occasionally just seeing thing pictures from fashion shows when it seems like people are trying so hard that they're just like doing something that's completely grotesque, like just eyeballs Derelict. or whatever. Yeah, exactly. I like that I when they design clothes you can't actually walk in. Yeah, or if it's just somebody like or someone like uh, Lady Gaga just makes a meat dress because, like, you know, because fuck you, I guess. Yeah. Here's a meat dress. Probably stinks, but. That's what I'll say. It would be a smelly one. So it's a 30, exactly a 30 year old film now. Mm. Okay. So I guess we should discuss how it's holding up in the modern. Uh, I, I'm going to say because of the filmmaking techniques, it probably rates better now than when it came out. Still not. And also just being like a notable take on a director's notable director's career, not the best take, but like, it's more interesting to watch now than it was in 1992. I think. Yeah. Like there hasn't been anything since this came out that looks like this. So just for look like visuals and looking at it, this film is still well worth a watch. And and really, it's like if there was a ding against it, it would be that the editing is a little bit like choppy. But that has actually become pretty commonplace as we have films that are just sort of thrown together because Marvel says it's out in two weeks. Yeah. So it yeah it actually holds up really well like Mar- compared to Marvel it's a better edited before they film any footage. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, I heard that. I think Black Panther. It was like they CGI'd the fight of two Black Panthers at the end before they even found a director for the film. Like they just were like, "Yeah, well, this is what's going to happen." But anyway, um, I think this is a better. It's a more coherent movie than X Men Apocalypse or something, for sure. Um, <laughs> weird, and it's weird much better to watch. Sure. 
But I mean, I'm just thinking of like the craziest, uh, most jarringly edited, thrown together superhero film. But yeah, but better in every way than that film. <laughs> you know, I, I guess you know, like it's a thing where like not everything coalesces well, so it's not like a great movie. But you can tell they were like tr- at least trying to make a great movie. So some of the elements truly are great. Mm. In the end, I mean, result, if it's gonna be know, a fever. Like, I was going to say, if it's going to be a fever dream, then why not a, a movie about a guy who hypnotizes you and stuff? Yeah. That's appropriate. Because I'm thinking, of, like, I usually refer to my favorite fever dream movie as being Coppola's Apocalypse Now. Uh, I hate the redo, not because it's bad, but because it kills that element of Apocalypse Now, which is the whole thing huh. I want. So, um, yeah, I, you, I, you know, mentioning that. You're like raising my book just by calling it a fever dream a little bit because that is the element I, I guess yeah. I like the best of this. So, but, but I kept thinking the whole time I was watching it, this would make a perfect double feature with uh, Last Temptation of Christ, which came out like a year later. You're earlier, I think. Seen... Two, two years earlier, three years earlier, 88. There we go. Matt, no one likes it when you do this. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you're right. It did come out earlier. So maybe this is like coppola trying to do the last temptation of dracula no it's very different but still it's it has that same kind of uh this movie feels like a rock opera that doesn't have music in it and so did last temptation of christ so the passion of the dracul starring jim cassiavelle can you imagine if it was just a dracula movie where it's just they capture dracula and just like flail him for two hours and just like just like ah Yeah, who is that for? Yeah, it's just for like it's just for parents who like really hate their goth kids and just want to see Dracula just like suffer. Like, do goth kids still idolize Dracula? Is that still the thing? <laughs> did, did I, hope so. <laughs> I really hope so. It's just like a big poster of Dracula in their room, <laughs> but it's the Mr. Burns one. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's the Dracula 2001. That's my Dracula. I'm... Matt, Dracula 2000 or Blues Brothers 2000? Um, Blues oh Brothers my God. has that kid, so Dracula. Dude, I, I haven't even seen Dracula 2000. It has to be better than Blues Brothers 2000. <laughs> <laughs> has to be. Yeah, for sure. Um, any any final thoughts on this one? I'm gonna jump in the shower soon. Uh, no, I think I've got all my thoughts up. Yep, Dracula rules. He crossed oceans of blood to to spit blood and drink blood. So, Mark, do you have your Halloween costume? (laughs) Yeah, I have an inflatable dinosaur. Sick costume. Yeah, those are fun. It's like, that's going to make it hard to move around, isn't it? A t-shirt today is T-Rex hates push-ups. Nice. <laughs> well, I'm sure I cannot do push-ups in an inflatable dinosaur costume. But I haven't tried. Actually, I can't do push-ups outside of an inflatable dinosaur costume. I was very happy to learn that I can still do clap push-ups. Awesome. Yeah, I'm. Uh, I'm taking this week to try and throw myself back into working out at all since I'm in worse shape than I've been in 10 years. I'm in the worst shape for 10 years. Yeehaw. 
Yeah, what, since the last time I saw you, Matt. Oh, for okay. sure. Okay. But worse than two years ago when you're just sitting in your house? Yep. Okay. <laughs> yeah, you could go jogging or something. Yep. So that's where you can find Mark jogging. You can find on me the... on the jogging. On the find Mark in the street internet. and follow him. <laughs> find me in the street, stalk me, drag me behind a bush, drink my blood, and become a vampire. So you want exercise, so they should start chasing you, so you'll start yeah. running. <laughs> find me on Strava, and then murder me in a bush and drink my blood. That's that's my plug. Okay, that's that's definitely the first time we've gotten that plug. Uh... <laughs> Luke, do you have a more sensible one for us? Uh, yeah, you can find us on Twitter at MLSFSPod or on Facebook, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, all that shit. Make sure you check out Monster Mash this week for the episode on Malzino, where I might actually go into some detail about Dracula instead of just talking about Castlevania and boobies <laughs> and stuff. <laughs> and if you've enjoyed this podcast, you want to find other podcasts by me and Matt, you can go to patreon.com slash podcastiopodcastius. All right. Oh, I had a good idea and I forgot to set it up. So. Thunderbirds are go. UHF. I, I forgot to do it. I was going to like, um, I was going to look up the creepiest Bible quotes I could, and then and then read those in a in a Dracula voice. That is the most non sequitur of them all, I think. Okay, well, but it would be fun. Maybe it's maybe this is the bonus content, right? That I stick Good. onto the Patreon. Creepy Bible. Oh, well, I'm going to see if this even works because I'm not sure. Like typing creepy Bible verse. Creepy Bible verses. There's got to be some creepy yeah, ones in there. Sh- oh my god, this this thumbnail of a woman with her eyes bulging open is terrified. So the Lord God said to the serpent, because you have done this, cursed are you above all livestock and all wild animals. You will crawl on your belly and you will eat dust all the days of your life. This is not non-secret. This doesn't work. Help. It doesn't work. Here, this one works. This one works. Okay. If your hand causes you to stumble, cut it off. It is better for you to enter life crippled than having your two hands to go into hell, into the unquenchable fire. Sorry, I don't know what accent I was doing. It wasn't quite, wasn't quite <laughs> Dracula.
The Bible <laughs> is just a bunch of bullshit that doesn't make any sense. Yeah. I know. I'm not, I know that's like, a hot take. You ever like sat down and tried to read it? Fuck me. Yes, I have. <laughs> I have. And it was like, an, I mean, when I was much younger. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah. What the? I mean, I was a voracious reader as a kid, so I'm like, I want to read this the thing everybody says I should read. And I was like, I can't. Like, Tolkien was hard enough. The Bible was like a million times more difficult. Yeah. Not when you do quotes like this in, a, in your Transylvanian accent, if you hit it right. Do not be afraid of those who kill the body, but cannot kill the soul. Rather, be afraid of the one who can destroy both soul and body in hell. This is how it will be at the end of the age. Come on, this, this is not non sequitur. This is gold. The folks. second angel poured out his bowl on the sea, and it turned into blood like that of a dead person, and every living thing in the sea died. Yeah. It, just, it does. It's just nonsense. I mean, there's the word death is in there and blood, but it's like, what? Children's Bible stories starring Jack Dracula. That's going to be my thing. <laughs> <laughs> Okay. Um, yeah, I did you also it. took the fine jewelry I gave you, the jewelry made of gold and silver, and you made for yourself male idols and engaged in prostitution with them. And now I will suck your blood. <laughs> in a similar way, Sodom and Gomorrah and the surrounding towns gave themselves up to sexual immortality and perversion. They serve as an example of those who suffered the punishment of eternal fire. Your breasts are like two fawns, twins of a gazelle. Your breasts are like clusters of fruit. My lover is to me a sachet of myrrh resting between my breasts. I am a wool, and my breasts are like towers. I search for the horniest Bible quotes. Um, I'm, now I'm like straight up just looking for Fifty Shades of Grey quotes. My beloved put his hand by the hole of the door, and my bowels were moved for him. <laughs> <laughs> Don't get your panties in such a twist and give me back mine. Is that in the Bible? That was Fifty Shades of Grey. <laughs> I'm going coming. to have coffee. <laughs> I can't do this. <laughs> I'm going to have coffee with Christian Grey, and I hate coffee. <laughs> That's all. You know that story is Twilight fan fiction, right? Yeah, the best. The best Christian. Um, Fifty Shades of Grey reading is by George Takei. Oh my god, is that because he do the whole thing? He does do the whole thing, but they she says "Oh my" a lot in that book, <laughs> so they got George oh, Takei I'm, to do it. It's great. I am bookmarking <laughs> that. 